133693. What do you know that others don't know? Wayne, good evening. Oh, good day, Dennis. Um, I recently learnt a bit about astrology and how our planet was formed. Right. Um, when the sun was in its early stages of formation and, and developing, it formed all the planets in our solar system right. through um, the formation of the sun. And then billions of years ago, when the sun eventually dies out, which will happen eventually, it, re- it reconsumes all the planets and destroys them in the process of dying out. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, this is what happens. I saw a documentary on SBS about a week or two ago, and and when the sun eventually goes, the planets will be consumed and destroyed. Wayne, did you sort of you made a bit of a note of this, and how's that going to affect how we sort of go about every our look, sort of everyday life? Well, it won't affect us, but it'll happen in billions of years' time when the sun the sun doesn't last forever. Eventually, it will die out. And in the process, it it can it it it's like it consumes all the planets and destroys them in the process. I think it that, ends up as a red dwarf star. I think they call it. So this is according to the documentary you you watched. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. So eventually, the sun creates the planets, and when it, the sun eventually dies, it reconsumes and destroys the planets. Wayne, that is really interesting. That's what this segment is all about. One double three six nine three. I found out the other night. I was watching a either history show or a cooking show or a cooking show about history. It doesn't matter. But I didn't know that the Thames in London froze over in centuries gone by. The Thames used to freeze over in some winters and because that then stopped all of the water traffic on the Thames. When that happened, the watermen ran frost fairs. So people would walk out onto the Thames and go to a fair, like a Sunday market type thing, and buy uh, food and produce when the Thames was frozen over. You'd want to make sure it was thick enough ice, wouldn't you? But there you go, back in times gone by. Wonderful 3693, Angie... Angie? With the tennis, I want to know, is it, like, how much is the prize money oh. for the tennis? Let me refer to my notes. Just uh, keep talking to is me, it, Ange, would you, just for a second? Is it in millions? Because yeah. if, it, if it is, I found out, and I'm really annoyed at this, and I only found out this year, that the ball boys and girls do not get paid. Oh, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, they don't get paid. Is that because they're underage to get paid? No. Or is that because it looks good on their CV? So it looks good on their CV. Yes, you can. Um, There's 86.5 million in prize money this year, and just from memory, okay, just from memory. Um, First round qualifiers get. Get the, they get $31,000. First round doubles teams get $36,000. Uh, first round main draw singles play, this is all from memory, get 120000 Players reaching the second round, 180000 Semi-finalists, nine or just under a million. Singles champions take home 
$1.5 million. Ange, also, how do you feel yeah, about that? Um, not, not good. But I also read about the ball boys and girls that they don't get paid, but they get free tickets to go, they get to keep the uniform, and one or two of the kids get a chance to go to France to the French Open, and that is it. No money. Okay. So I'd really uh, like someone to do you reckon that. I just I'm not, I would be astounded if they get nothing. The, what they do get is something that goes on their CV to say that they are very, very organised and uh, sort of uh, uh, motivated kids. I don't know, Ange. Mm. I do not know. Yeah. But I, okay. I know that they love doing it. Yeah. Oh, bugger that. It's too hot. <laughs> very, very hot today. Angie, thank you. That's interesting. Does anyone know? Do the ball kids um, get paid in any way, shape or form? Margaret, hello. Hello. Um, I would uh, that you did you know that you can open a jar or a bottle, anything, by immersing it for half the lid for half a minute in hot water. Then it, you can open it easily. I have done it with almost anything: bottle of olives, toilet cleaner. Anything that you find hard to open. Now, I hope you haven't mixed the bottle of olives and the toilet cleaner, Margaret. (laughs) (laughs) Because that could be an awful mess in the future. Margaret, isn't that interesting? When did you discover this? I reckon you've known this for a long time. Yeah, I seem to have, and I really can't remember how I discovered it or how I found out about it. So, are you are you then if it's a if it's a jar that's been in the fridge, are you just sort of um, immersing the lid into the hot water gently? I don't know if I'm very gentle about it. I just turn it upside down and. Oh, so you upside down and you put it what for? How long? Thirty seconds? A minute? Yeah, 30 seconds. I don't know hey, that it needs to be 30 seconds, but roughly that, it doesn't need to be for long. Margaret, that is great advice. Yeah, it's really handy <laughs> because I can't press lids hard, you know, if you've got to push them in to turn, and then turn them because I'm elderly. But I can open anything. Margaret, you are a marvel. I'm going to make a list of these this year and and uh, uh, maybe do a document on, uh, I don't know, on Instagram or somewhere. If anyone wants to follow me on Instagram, Dennis Walter 3AW, one N in Dennis. Yeah. Margaret, thank you. That is the first time I've ever heard that bit of advice. Well done to you. I hope you get a chance to try it sometime. I'm still big and tough, Margaret. I can open anything. <laughs> Well, I'm 92, so I'm not. <laughs> oh, anyway. Margaret, Margaret, my day will come. Don't worry about that. <laughs> and okay. then I'll, I'll think, I'll think of you as I'm still opening things. Well done. 